Hi, Hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushman and Dustin. Welcome, Hunters. Nick and Tyler here with Ringnecks and Retrievers, the Flushman Dustin podcast. Tonight, we have Matt Mosier here. We had the pleasure to going up to Clayton County um, and hunting in some of Matt's hot spots. So we're going to talk to Matt about how he got these spots, uh, what he's looking for, uh, types of fields, types of grass, uh, food plots, things of that nature. Um, and with that, Matt, uh, I know you've been on once before, but uh, why don't you give a quick introduction um, and we'll go from there. Hello, everybody. Um, again, thanks, guys, for having me back on. Um, tonight, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to get to bullshit quite a bit. Last time, it was more uh, more formal, and we talked about training dogs more, and obviously, we might might end up there. We don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Matt Moser, um, I'm a canine handler, for some of you guys may know, up here in Clayton County, Iowa. Going to... Um, but I love hunting pheasants. Been hunting pheasants for a long time, and got started at a young age. So. Yeah, and uh, for listeners that don't know, uh, Matt and I, uh, Nick here, we grew up as neighbors, and we used to hunt years ago. And then you know we both went off to college, did that thing, and kind of separated there. And you know now our our passion for hunting birds is coming back, and it. You know, I haven't hunted with Matt in, I don't know, what would you say, 10 years maybe now? Something like that. It's been a little while. Oh, at least. At yeah. Least. Um, so it was fun to get back out there and pull the trigger with Matt this weekend. Um, and we're already planning for some more hunts uh, in the future. Uh, Matt's got a great dog, uh, Hawkeye. He's a little over one years old. And, um, yeah, he did phenomenal um, this weekend when he was with us. And, you know, Tyler's dogs did great again. Tyler missed a bunch of birds like always. Um, only two this time <laughs> only two but i did hit the first one no actually the first one that got up let's talk about that one nick yeah so the I very first it. bird very first bird nick missed it you know matt has this out here on uh it's on some back gravel roads and actually i was lost you know and i'm from the area um, i didn't really even know where we were at to be honest with you but some back gravel roads, uh, really nice laid out land, corn across the one side of the gravel, CRP, corn in the far back. Um, we come walking in, I don't know, probably the first hundred yards, not even, not even that much. And Diesel goes down the ditch to where I can't see him, but then he gets up on the gravel road. So I'm calling him off the gravel road, right? Because I'm like, oh, get the hell off there in case a car comes. Uh, well, he shoots back down the ditch. And like I said, when he goes down in there, I can't see him. He gets back down the ditch, and I'm thinking, well, what in the hell is he doing? I'll be damned if he didn't flush a freaking bird. I wasn't ready and started shooting. So I had the first <laughs> miss of the day within the first, you know, two minutes of the hunt. And it was like, oh, geez. So, yep. Yep. So Nick had his first miss of the year. <laughs> <laughs> May I tell you the one thing that I thought was super cool? Um, obviously, the, the land that you have, Matt, is <clears throat> amazing up there. Uh, we appreciate the farmers, you know, and the people that own the land for putting it in CRP and taking care of it and obviously allowing you and you allowing us to go with you. So we definitely appreciate that. But the one thing that I thought was cool is we had one, two, three, four, five dogs, right? Yeah. We had five dogs. And when we first, we went, when we entered that first field, man, if there was anything in front of us, it was definitely getting up because those dogs were back and forth. I mean, you could tell they were just, they were having a heyday and I've never hunted with five dogs before. The most I've ever hunted with is uh, three. Yeah. Um, so that was super cool. And, you know, it's always kind of fun too watching other people's dogs work, you know, and um, I got to see Matt's dog Hawkeye. This is the first time I have met Hawkeye and got to go out with him and, you know, got to see him lock up on some birds Um and there was a few birds. Matt was the uh, the hen magnet that day. I mean, <laughs> you had some come up literally right underneath your pants, you know, um, which <laughs> scares the shit out of you when that happens. But it was cool, you know, watching Hawkeye um, 
and they didn't flush right away. You know, a lot of times the dog will work them and, you know, it doesn't take long from the flush, but he was actually having to do a lot of work and it was cool watching such a young dog not give up on the bird scent. Like, you know, it's young and I probably fall victim to it too. And I'm, you know, with the younger dog and when my dogs were young, they'd, you'd think they're birdie and then, you know, it's 15, 20 seconds go by and no bird flies up and you're like, oh shit, there must not be something there. And then right when you let your guard down, you know, the bird flushes. And I thought that was cool watching Hawkeye work those birds. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a great job. I mean, there was a couple of times, even I saw the dogs would go through there and then a second later, the, the hen would get up, you know, yeah. crazy how tight some of those hens were sitting. One time I, he came by me and he was birdie as heck and dove in there and right over top he went and no bird. And then, then a hen came up, looked like it shot out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I actually, there's times where I thought that I, I wish that Hawkeye would, he get, he gets so distracted where he loop, like he'll be in odor and be birdie. And then somebody will holler something or talk to him and, and it's just like, oh, what squirrel? Where you know? So yeah. he forgets what he's doing. But so I wish he'd stay in order even longer. And I think that will come with time as as he gets older. So. Oh, I think yeah. for sure it will. I mean, I think I can remember experience that with Diesel. Uh, even he was a little younger than Hawkeye, but way back when I shot a bird, and it must have been ten feet from us, and I shot it, and he didn't even go and like pick it up because he heard somebody else whistling, and there was a bird just like right here, and I was like what are you doing? Uh, you know, but now that would not happen. He would go retrieve everything. So yeah, I think it's just a growth process there. Yeah. So Matt, what do you, uh, you know, obviously you have um, some pretty good ground that you get on. What's something that you kind of are looking for when you're driving around, um, you know, and obviously you got to go up. I think it probably helps that you're from that area, go up and ask farmers, but what's something, you know, for our listeners that, you know, if they're coming to an area and they're going to, scout around and maybe see some private ground what's something that you could a couple tips you could give them to maybe help them get on some private ground uh so i always kind of look for three things i guess um one is cover and then the amount of cover that there is that there is or maybe close by so i think that's important um the cover that you have to have is i'm not saying that everything's got to be you know super tall or super thick but just just the amount of cover um, yeah. you know, that second field that we hunted wasn't really a lot of cover. I mean, there wasn't really that much thick grass and I'm sure we'll get no. into it a little bit, but so, so cover and then food source, you got to have food, food source. And I guess you could add water with food source, food and water. And then obviously you got to have the grit, you know, they, yep. they like gravel roads or, or maybe it's a long farm driveway going back and you know, my job driving around the, the county, um, I'm lucky enough to see, see pheasants sometimes. or um, And I, I, I like to really check um, the crop border. So, like, if it yep. went from the cover to the, to the crop right on the border or, or the fence lines, when I drive by, I, I look right down the fence line or right down that border. And that's where I usually see the most of my pheasants. And then mm-hmm. I know it's, if I see one pheasant, you know there's more. So, you know, it's a good oh, spot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and Matt, I think the, the tale of it, too, is, you know, the pheasant population is coming back. But, you know, I don't think the pheasant population was that good up in Clayton County until maybe this year or last year with those, those lighter winters. And I was amazed all the amount of birds we saw up there. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, you know, they're on flatter land. And for those of you listeners that don't know, Clayton County, we call it God's country because it is – hills and valleys and beautiful trees and you know it, it's crazy up there not necessarily uh a pheasant country you wouldn't think of it as that yeah, yeah. i mean it's especially yeah when you think of like you said pheasant country you think of out western iowa flat south dakota flat you know north dakota's flat and yeah, clayton county is that's where the big old white tails of iowa are you know you got the mississippi river running close through there but yeah i was in the birds that we got man they were some stud birds the tail feathers on them the spurs on them i mean just big birds and you know the bodies in general so i mean it's they were definitely healthy there was 
some hens that got up and people would say hens and I'd be like staring at them like dude that is a big ass hen that looks like a freaking rooster you know with as long a tail feather and just how big the body was Tyler could have shot one to hit it anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Shit <laughs> <laughs> would have happened. Uh, yeah, the, well, shit, the one, the one bird that I missed, well, one of the two or three, whatever it was, the one that I missed, it, it sucks when you're walking one way and then, you know, it's in between, gets up in between two people and then it flies behind you and you got to try to do a turn around quick and then you got to catch up to it and miss that one and then my dogs obviously they they go through the fence line because they see me shoot and they see the bird and i'm pulling the fence open and a goddamn rooster gets up as i'm just sitting there trying to get my dogs to come back through the fence and i'm like jesus christ if they would just listen you know it's, uh, it's so frustrating it's like what the hell you know, we're, we're sitting there because we had to move slow as tight as those birds are sitting in that first field. Yeah, you know, Matt, one thing that I'm going to compliment you on, and I think you did a good job with the whole group of this, is slowing the pace down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to say that normally when Tyler and I hunt together, we're usually burning through that field pretty freaking fast, keeping up with our dogs. And, you know, I would say I feel like we hunted right away Saturday morning there. I bet we would cover that in an hour. You know, and it took us two hours. We didn't get done till 10 there, which actually I think was the absolute right play. Um, and we had how many guys? Six guys? Yeah. Yeah. Six guys. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, we had a decent amount of guys to cover, you know, and we combed it pretty well. Yeah. You know what? I think, um, and it was obviously that we saw a hen sitting tight. So obviously the slower you go, the more we can let the dogs work. And we had the dog powered up to let them work and do their thing. Yep. Um, and so that was, you know, I think that was beneficial. And, and the other thing is like, for me, I kept watching. I like, I like watching other dogs work cause I like to see how they work. So I, I, there was a lot of times where I kind of get distracted on where my dog was going. Cause I was watching someone else's dog. And I think sometimes that slowed, <laughs> I, I slowed myself up by watching all them other dogs work. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of a, the field was a little it was a tough field the first one was a kind of a tough field to to walk you know without like pushing birds out you know and I think we experienced that on the fence line but we had to do that because we couldn't we didn't want to push birds to where the house sat you know and I think that that you know, I think that kind of helped us slow down a little bit too, because we saw some birds getting out on the end. And so we had to sit there and, you know, we rethought our strategy, came up with kind of a new game plan and we kind of like worked our way in a circle, you know, to stop them from getting out. So people were sitting, you know, walking slower while the other people kind of got out and around and bringing things together and it it worked out but obviously we didn't capitalize on the birds that we saw yeah yeah we saw plenty i mean again that spot we saw plenty of birds and the, and the sun played a factor too on how we walk that too we yeah right away in the morning we knew we knew looking at the field from the road we knew that the right side of the field was going to be you know the east side of the field was going to be the best yep. side where we, where we thought we were going to see the most birds and yep. and we did yeah, it was, we couldn't. We didn't want to hunt it right away because the sun was right in our eyes. And when we came back to that side later, I know a hen got up in front of me, and I I howled right away. I can't. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I can't see. I can't yeah. see. Yeah, the bird just couldn't tell if it was a hen or a rooster. Yeah, yeah. No, that was like when we came around. So after I missed my bird right away, we came around and went up that hill, and we came back down, and we came back up to that other hill there. Uh, diesel. It was Diesel and I believe Tyler's dogs. I don't know if Oakley was in there or not, but Diesel and they were working right up on top of that hill. And a rooster gets up between Tyler and Josh. And uh, I sit there and I'm like aiming and waiting for them just to drop it. By that time, it was too far out for me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell what it was, you know. And Tyler didn't load his gun. No, my gun was loaded. <laughs> no, my gun's loaded, but I keep hitting that. 
there's a button so on the bottom of the a5 suite 16 to keep the uh, whatever pulled back your slide pulled back there's a button that you push and injects a shell into the and, magazine yeah and i keep hitting for some reason i keep hitting that button like when we're walking and i don't notice it so then when i pull up to shoot the firing pin it just clicks the, but the firing pin won't go to hit the shell so then i pull up and go click and then i gotta rack it quick and then by then i'm all flustered and the fucking bird's so far out it doesn't matter i think we need to do a pull would you rather have your gun have two shells in the magazine and not go off or would you rather just forget to load your gun i think i'd rather just forget to load my gun <laughs> i mean we've all done that no, I, I did it even later that day i didn't have my gun loaded. But everybody else was shooting and that bird dropped, which yep. that was cool. Yep. And uh, Matt ended up, uh, he got a new gun as well this year. And I think he's liking it pretty well from the sounds of it. Yeah. I, I, so I bought that Winchester SX4 12 gauge, yep. 26 inch barrel. And love the gun, love everything about it. The only thing I struggle with is it does pattern a little high. And so I got to put the bead just underneath the bird. Just, just aim at its feet, if you want to say. Yeah. Um, so I, first few uh, weekends of the year, weeks of the year, I struggled. I struggled hardcore. So I, um, I ended up putting, um, shooting three boxes of target loads at some clay pigeons out at my mom and dad's and um, hopefully fix the problem a little bit. So I know I'm a lot more confident with the gun. I know that I can hit stuff now that I was shooting clay pigeons. So, you know, clay pigeon, pheasant, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, they're they're super nice guns. I, like I said, I have that 20 gauge SX4. And I love it. Handles nice, but I was having the same issue uh, for whatever reason. Like you said, it must just be the make and how they made the gun. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like so I, I actually went to a gunsmith, talked to, so he could see, make sure it wasn't me, that it was the gun that was shooting high and that kind of thing. And, he said he actually claims that his Benelli, and he's um, I don't want to use the word professional, but he does a lot with um, like um, competition target shooting. Yep. And he says his Benelli does the same thing. He's got to aim underneath the clay pigeon or the bird. Just and I, I'm not talking a foot. I'm saying yeah. just just drop your bead just underneath the bird. Yeah, you got to aim, aim a foot to. Uh, a foot and a half below this bird, otherwise you're not getting it. <laughs> it's almost like just putting your bead, like having the bird sit on your bead type of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, I I went when I was out at his place, I patterned it again, and again I had more confidence, and um, and it and then it helped. Um, from Saturday, I only shot well, shot one bird that pounded it. I thought it pounded it and hit the ground and flopped up, and then took off flying on us. And then, yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that one got away on us. <laughs> yeah that and that was a perfect little field too yeah. I mean, you know it was how many acres do you think that is 40 maybe if that yeah i think it's quite a bit i was gonna say probably half of them. <laughs> yeah and it was just like a little bowl yep. and yeah i mean you were what you were walking on the fence line i don't know what was next was corn next to that fence line or was it just hay field yeah, so it was, it was corn on the top, and then when we turned the corner, it was hay. But yep. as soon as we stepped in, I think I had all five dogs kind of <laughs> that, um, rooster probably took off running down the fence line and um, then kicked up to my left. And I shot the bird, and actually it, when it dropped, it hit the, hit the grout, hit the road. Yeah. And flopped around, was doing the old crappie flop, and I thought for sure it was a dead bird, and it flopped into the ditch and then jumped up and took off flying um set its wings and we obviously we finished nick nick took diesel over there to to look and then we came back and i said well let it it'll wherever you know maybe there wasn't a spot for it to really go so then we just let it finished yep. our hunt which wasn't didn't take us very long obviously nick shot another bird but then once we got finished we went over there and looked and we i took um Oakley and Hawkeye over there and we walked that whole top terrace and didn't find anything and there was there's was three other terraces down below and then another kind of a waterway and we didn't have permission to hunt that ground but we did we looked and 
couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So yeah, it's yeah. it's the worst. You know, injured bird, you know it's gonna die and it's not gonna get away. That's that's the worst part. You know. Yep. Um, you just like to get that get that trophy there of that bird. Um, it was a nice bird too. It looked like it had a really long feather, uh, yeah. tail feather on. Oh, for sure, that was it was a super nice bird. But yeah, we came, we walked that whole thing around, and I was kind of walking up on a hill, and Nick was way down below me. Yep. And there was like a huge um, terrace water break in there, and I I could see from my point of view. I said, Nick, I said, make sure you climb up over that because I said it looks really good on the other side, and I'll let Nick kind of finish the story from there. Yeah, and I came up, and uh, you know, Diesel's obviously ahead of me, and he kind of jumps down in there, and. Uh, I don't necessarily know that Diesel had any scent at the time, but the noise of Diesel going through that brush, Rooster kicked up right to my right-hand side. I I put a smoking on him, knocked him right down. Uh, Diesel did a great retrieve and brought him right back. So it was a good way to end. That was our last field of the day. So it turned out to be really nice. Uh, we ended up getting, was it four birds? Four I birds, believe, total, total on the day. Um, like I said, we should have had, you know, should have had maybe three or four more, but still. Um, Birds probably ten more. What? What's that? <laughs> probably had ten more, or not ten more, but <laughs> yeah, ten total. Yeah, we probably yeah. had ten total for sure. Um, shooting just you know for everybody just wasn't on point, uh, unfortunately. But the second field we went to, huge monster field, um, and uh, Matt got permission. And, and Matt, what's your conversation like when you're going to ask some of these farmers to hunt? You know, I know a lot of guys are just sticking right to the you know the public grounds because maybe they're afraid to go ask but you know how are you approaching it what are you doing maybe there's some advice you can give people uh going first time asking uh, farmers to hunt the ground yeah you know that's a, that's a tough one um you know tyler mentioned it earlier about what you know up here in northeast iowa it's it's whitetail country it's big buck it's big buck country so like right now the rut is you know on the tail end of the rut but so a lot of times people don't want anybody in, you know, whether it is CRP or whatever it may be, they don't want anybody around to scare, think they're going to scare the big buck out or ruin someone's bow hunt. And I, and I, I'm agreeing with that. But usually when I, I just ask the people, you know, like, Hey, do you allow anybody to pheasant hunt your property? And, and then usually from there, you know, you usually get the, yeah, I, I do, but it's, it's my brother's kid and you know, he hunts yeah. or, or it's no, we want the pheasant population to get back to where it used to be, which we all know that that isn't always the best thing to do. Yep. Uh, but then we, but then, you know, you get the, yeah, no, yeah, I do. And what would you like to hunt? Or then I try to explain. And usually the farmers, they know exactly what you're talking about when you say, you know, I want to hunt across the road from such and such corner. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Go have at it. You know, a lot of times people do, you know, want to make sure like, Hey, could you just shoot me a text when you guys go in and um, yeah. let me know how you did. And let me know when you leave type of thing. So. And, and Matt, to find out who these people are now, Grant, I know you're up there and uh, your job allows you to, to know a lot of people. Um, but you're using the LNX hunt app to, to see a lot of these properties too, aren't you? I am. I am. So I got, so during, I actually had to take a little, corona vacation my covid vacation and <laughs> that time i i signed up for onyx hunting the hunting app and it's been worth it's but it's been worth it like wow like i can't believe how awesome it is i mean especially in iowa they have that new um walk-in hunting area you know walk-in yeah. areas and stuff and that <laughs> i i have planned i think it's called yep, yep. yep. and that, so that's been awesome but yeah so that helps out a lot in, um Heck, I even helped a buddy. We tried – he shot a deer with his bow, and we went and we used that map to, to find our way back out. It got dark on us, and we used the map on my phone to find to find out where we were to the best route to get back to the four-wheeler. Um, so, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that you can use that, that, that app for. So, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, no, yeah. definitely recommend Onyx. And they're not even – I don't think you guys are sponsors. So. Nope. No, nope, not at all. Now, we use it for South Dakota. Yeah. Um, actually, I pull it up um, when we're out there driving around. I always pull it up on my iPad. So we got real big picture of it. We can see where we're going. 
Uh, and that, I mean, on your phone, it's great too, but it, it almost brings a whole nother dimension when you can look at it on, you know, a 12 inch screen and kind of see where everything is and mark it down. That, that yeah. actually helps a lot too. It's super nice. You can pit, put a point on, you know, where you saw a bird or, um, you know, something of that nature. So if you, if you come back to that area, you remember that field, you know, and I mean, you can put a pinpoint down to, let's say you're walking oh, someplace in the field and you run into a cattail slough or something and four or five birds get up, you can put a point down right on that, on the map and put the date down and <clears throat> just say like bird flush or something. And you'll always have that for, you know, in the future when you're looking to hunt places or you come back to the area. And so it's a pretty cool feature of it. And it's just crazy that, you know, you can just click on it, have the name, address of where these people live to go knock on their door if they still live there, if they're not vacant, you know, and it's just, it's pretty legit. I remember back, you know, when we first started going out to South Dakota, I didn't even know if there was um, internet, heck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't that damn old. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> They just said they just had flip phones. That was all we yeah, had. <laughs> smartphones, but we would go out and we would. So first thing you did is you went and got the um, the at the public the Atlas book at at Cabela's in Mitchell, South Dakota, and we had. I bet we still have it somewhere, but that thing is like a raggedy old thing because we would circle. We would circle all the all the our good spots, you know, and yeah. then come back and. We, had, we knew what spots we had to hit, and obviously it started to narrow down, but now with these pins on Onyx, you can – you literally are it, – it does the same thing, you know, back then you had to have a pen and pen to circle everything. Now you just tap with a finger and got that and take notes. And Did mark. you guys hunt private ground when you are out there, Matt? We had one farm that we hunted private. The rest was all public. Okay, okay. And now back – kind of back to that question. Are you giving these farmers, like – are you smoozing them? Are you giving them a bottle of whiskey or something if they let you hunt your other land? Or, or you just, you know, um, you know so, handshake and uh, here's, a, here's a pheasant and appreciate it type thing. Yeah, so last year was my – so last year was the first year that I really got back into – really got back into pheasant hunting up in our area and in this neck of the woods. Um, yep. I would say that was hunting private ground again. You know, in the past, we'd go out in Iowa and we'd hunt public. And because again, Nick said in the beginning, Northeast Iowa, this wasn't the best pheasant population. I mean, um, around. But anyway, so um, yeah, you know, I I do offer. You know, we make our own. We we process our own deer. You know, so like a thing of deer sticks or yeah, a bottle of homemade wine. You know, yeah, that goes a long way. Or just even a even a gesture of. Sending them a thank you card in the mail. I mean, yep. again, with Onyx Hunting, you got their address right at your fingertips. Their, especially their mailing address. You can just send it in there, and you can send it's them. So a- crazy! It's so crazy that you can just get on this app and oh, you know, <laughs> Bob Brown lives over here, you know, and <laughs> it's like it shit. is crazy. Yeah. Got his address. Does it give his phone number too? I guess I can't remember. No. You know, and back, you know, when first started the sheriff's office, like everything was done with a plat book you know so it's the same same principle they just turned it they just use technology to their favor and yeah a lot better yeah yeah it's crazy so matt why don't you tell us a little bit about the second field that we went to that was it was a big field had some terraces in it and then you know a little bit about that first bird that nobody was gonna let get away right uh so <laughs> the first so the first field we knew about that field. Like we had hunted that field last year, late season. And it was just me and two other buddies. And we, we saw birds in there. We saw, we knew that we'd seen a lot of birds scratching in the field. Well, one after the season, we seen, we knew there was a lot more birds in there too, because we see them scratching in the field and stuff. So the second field, I actually had got permission last year to hunt a, behind across the road from where we were. Yep. So I knew that there's that big section but we never hunted it before. So I had no idea how good it was going to be. And it was pretty much, I'd, I'd consider that a square, um, square half section, maybe, um, here in Clayton County, we don't really have sections because of the, because of the Hills, like yep. 
nothing's mile by mile. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty close to being half a section. But like I was telling, you know, we were talking earlier, like that grass was a really light grass. And it was actually from the road, it doesn't look as thick. as When we were in there, it's good cover, though. When it, you is. Mm-hmm. Very good. Water, it was really good cover. And some of that's kind of my, you know, when it's cold out and the birds are in that type of grass and it's knee high like that, so that's my favorite to hunt in. Oh, yeah. Gold, that golden brown, not too high, not too thick. It's just like easy walking. There's just birds all over in it. Yeah, absolutely. So there was like a mode. I don't know. I don't know if it was really a waterway, but they had mowed like a, a triangle, like a corner. They more or less had a corner cut off or to, to the whole field. So we went there first um, and hunted that, and we right away we kicked up a, a big rooster right away. <laughs> I think everybody shot at it. It was kind of yeah. got, it kind of got up in between everybody and then flew where everybody could shoot. So um, I'm not sure everybody shot it. I think Josh was messing with his cell phone, but um, <laughs> that was on the that was on the, that was on the next one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was on, yeah, that was on the next one. So then, yeah. so yeah, so then we shot that rooster. Um, I think again with that grass up I think the th- three of the dogs Tyler's dogs and Nick's dog were right on it to re- for the retrieve and then um, well yeah so that was fun and then we and then it was kind of tough because then it was um, really big and a lot of terraces and we had to we couldn't spread out far enough to hunt it all at once so we just started we went we walked all the way to the top towards the road and then pushed it back to where if anything we kicked up anything else we were hoping that it was flew back down to where we just started yeah yeah so we kind of did a a a switch back if you will almost i think we went down and then back and then down and then back um as if it was a switch back to hit the terraces uh well enough yeah and we yeah weaved it weaved it back and forth through there and it worked out good i mean i think there was times where i'm not sure if birds ran up to the terrace where we just were because it seemed like we were kicking birds up where we just walked sometimes you know mm-hmm. so um it, it worked really well and we kicked up we kicked well when we got to the top side we had a really nice hen flush um yeah we did yeah there was nice in the five of them i think yeah it was like it was a good popcorn flush where it was just yep. pop pop pow and then uh it was kind of fun because the dogs were tired the dogs were <laughs> They were fast because that first field kicked their butt. It really did. I mean, that was some thick stuff, big field. And then we got to the second one, which is even a, probably bigger in size, but the grass wasn't as thick. Yeah. But anyway, the dogs were tired. You could tell they were tired. But once they got into that odor, that, that scent for them birds, mm-hmm. there was a lot of birds there. Because I think we even had kicked up some hens just prior to that, before that big, big flush. Yep. yep. You could see the energy in them dogs pick up. And that was pretty neat. All five of them dogs were just going. Yeah. I mean, they, they automatically forget that they're tired and they just, boom, right. another yeah. gear, another the drive nap. kicks in. and Yep. So then we had the big flush on the top. And then we, like Nick said, we switched back it back and forth through the terraces and got down to the bottom. And um, on probably the third terrace down, I think. Yep. yep. Yeah. I think so. We, uh, Tyler's dog's right on top of a big rooster, and I, I didn't see it flush, so you, you can – Yeah. So we're walking, um, and so they said Josh's name. Uh, Josh is Nick's sister's boyfriend. Um, but he was off to my left side, and I think, Nick, you were on right, yep. right on my right side. Yeah, I was actually the terrace below you. Yeah. Yep. So I'm kind of like on the ridge of this terrace. Me and Josh are in between, and there's terrace on the left side of him. We're kind of we stopped for a sec. I don't know. We we're kind of standing there a little bit, barely not moving too much. And I hear him get his phone out, and I can hear Siri or whatever. I don't know if he has an iPhone or what it is, but he's asking he, it a question or he, sending someone a text message, voice he, text message. He talks text all the time. Yeah. So he's he does. talk texting, and I can hear it like dinging and whatever the phone was saying to him. And I'm looking at murph who's he's right in front of me and all of a sudden his tail starts going crazy i'm like oh there's got to be a bird here and josh is sitting over there still hear him on his phone and a rooster flushes up he's obviously didn't shoot at it nick and i got a good shot on it uh knocked that one down 
We don't know who hit it either because we no. both use boss ammo. So <clears throat> yeah, sixteen gauge as well. My freaking GoPro was pointed too far down, so I got the flush, but I didn't get the actual shot. So you away, dead bird. Um, pretty funny, but yeah, it's just funny. Josh sitting there, literally series talking to him, and bird flushes up, and you know doesn't even have it doesn't get a shot at it would have been a nice shot for him too because it was going basically straight away from him um it was kind of a side shot for me so and i even i even take crack at it i i shot (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you just gotta let the lead fly you know i got i ain't gonna get any better shooting if i just don't pull the trigger (laughs) yeah you know know, i bought uh 100 and what'd be 100 and 40 shells that boss ammo before before season this year <clears throat> and i'll be damned if i only got uh i got like 60 shells left oh <laughs> yeah we're talking about that today. <laughs> it's like i was I'm like i didn't think i i didn't think i was shooting that much but uh <laughs> turns out <laughs> i'm letting them fly too i tell you what i my buddy jack that was with us he's he was giving me shit because i bought a box of boss i bought two boxes of boss ammo and i've held on to one just in case i do make it out to south dakota late season but um, I, sh- I shot two boxes of shells the first two weeks of this season. <laughs> and he goes, how many birds you got to show for that? I said, I said one. <laughs> one bird for like two boxes of shells. But there was a bunch, of sh- there was a bunch that uh, when we went opening weekend, we went up, up north, um, up in Winnesheet County. And there was a lot of birds that got up that we shot where multiple guys had shot or shot at the same time. So I can't say that I only shot one bird. Yeah, how did your – how did your opening weekend go? It was good. It was so hot and windy. Um, but there was a lot of birds. And, again, we got invited to go up. Me and my buddy – it was actually Jack's friends. Um, we got invited to go up there. And they're awesome hosts. And there was – there was a big group of us right away in the morning. I think we hunted with nine. And we had, you know, we talk about dogs. We hunted with a bunch of dogs, but the property we hunted was so big that it, like, way bigger than what we had hunted yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So it wasn't like the dog, you, the dog, the dogs weren't all right there. They were pretty spread out. So it didn't seem like you had that many dogs. But I think we shot 12, 12 that day. And I think we shot seven or eight of them out of the first field. Oh, uh, wow. So it was, um, it was a good day. It was it was a lot of fun. Seen a lot of we seen a forty bird flush that got up a oh, little wow. bit ahead, and that's pretty good. Again, for this area, that was really that's awesome. Really good. Again, yeah. guys, same, you know, them guys grew up up there. They knew people, knew land. Yep. So that that really helped. So it, it was good. It was a good day. Nice. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, Matt, you weren't able to go, but it'd have been nice to have you. But Tyler and I ended up going uh, Sunday with uh, uh, my buddy Damon, uh, and you know Damon as well. Um, but his his family has a, a bunch of ground, and they ended up putting in the ten year program. So I think this is the sixth year it's been in there. They they haven't let anybody hunt it until this year. And uh, well, Damon, best friend, uh, so he's uh, he allowed me to go, and he's only going to allow me to go. Um, but we, I don't know, Todd, how many birds? You think we saw eighty birds? <laughs> oh man, we saw was... so many birds, maybe a hundred birds. It was it was insane. Yeah. I was insane. watching insane. I was watching my GoPro video after, like, later that day. And <clears throat> there's one section uh, to give you guys an idea. So we pushed basically a whole field to the end to a cornfield. And there's a finger that comes up. And then um, if you look off to the left, if you're going straight and you look off to the left, imagine just a square field, probably like, what, 20 acres? Yeah, of switchgrass where this finger split split it off from the main um, switchgrass field. Yep. So we pushed all the way to the end and we're standing there and all of a sudden these birds just like start running out of the grass into this. Yeah, you're um, literally seeing them run out of yeah, the grass to like the just, other field. Just look like little mice running across the field, you know. I'm like, holy shit, there's going to be a lot of birds in here. So what we did is we came around the other side um, and started pushing back towards where the birds uh, ran into. So basically go head on with them yep. and put up a couple blockers. Um, 
and I watched my GoPro and I was just standing there and I even said on it, I was like, there are so many birds. I don't even know what to look at. I'm like they were just, they just kept getting up and they were like circling you. Like they were just getting up everywhere. So you'd hen would get up and then all of a sudden the rooster would fly up behind you. And by the time you knew that it was even a rooster and where it flew up at, because there were so many birds, you know, it was already yeah, too far it, to shoot. I'm like, then, Jesus. Uh, Damon, Josh and Tyler were pushing towards me and Joey um and god joey and i should have been spread out a little bit farther ah son of a bitch it's like the roosters knew where we were at and they were flying <laughs> way out and we couldn't yep. get a shot on them um but even before this happened we walked into we walked up damon's gateway and walked into the drive and literally we were getting like kind of lined up to go three steps in diesel points i'm like damon i'm like he is locked i'm like there's a bird there five or six hens flushed right out of that um him locking up and then, unfortunately, Oakley got away on us um, and kicked up three roosters right at the end of this little uh, patch. So we should have had yeah. three roosters right there at the end of this patch. So, yeah, I mean, and then we walked farther down this way. And I don't know, in that, where Joey shot his bird, I don't know, what would you say, 40 birds got up out of there? We were just sitting there, and they're just flying up out in front of yeah, us. Yeah, I couldn't really... Yeah, I couldn't really see because I was over top of the other hill, but I did hear everybody. I just heard hen, 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 yeah. hen, and then five, there must was a couple of roosters because they heard a few shots. But yeah, it was. It's a good feel. I mean, it's like you said, it doesn't get pressure. You know, it's nice switchgrass, thick cover. I mean, there's some places, and especially like up there, I've noticed that it's almost better to wait till you have snow it is because Absolutely. the stuff is so thick and it's like you can't see your dogs um trying to walk through it you know it's standing you know as high as you are and it just makes it super tough and we end up ending that hunt early uh we end up losing oakley fucking two times oh. one time we had to walk backwards and go find him and finally we luckily by walking we found him and then the last one if you guys don't know, this field is, oh, I don't know, 150 acres. It's fucking huge. Uh, and we lost him in that field. And you got Josh just, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> He's just fucking yelling. I'm like, this is so, this is like, this is annoying. So we had to go back and hop on four-wheelers and drive through the grass. And luckily, we freaking found him. Yeah, in a cut waterway. He was yeah. just laying down. I will have to give Oakley his props, though, because Oakley locked up tighter than a popcorn. That park. was a good point. That, that was a very good point. And we, that should have been a dead rooster, but um, there was some, obviously another miss there. And we can't even blame Tyler for that one. No. Nope. It was not nope. Tyler's fault. Another guy, but uh, – but I dog... did shoot at the thing, though, and I did miss. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was, it was, but, yeah, Oakley's got all kinds of energy. And we let him come along because he's kind of like that. He's just like that. Shit, he's 10 years old, but he has more energy than – I know. He's just kind of funny that you always got to include, even though he kind of always screws everything up for you. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel about Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Nah, I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. You guys see that snow on the ground, though, this morning. What's that? Oh, man, I know. You guys see that did, snow on the ground. So did you get out? No. I didn't. I saw your Snapchat or whatever it was, and yeah, I was like, oh, did he get out this morning? I was like, oh, I'm jealous. Well, that field there, literally, I took a picture of it, but um, I watched four roosters and a couple hens dance around in that in the cornfield surrounding that all morning. Like, every time I drove by, because it, it was near our – don't want to hotspot anything, but it was near our sheriff's office, and – um, so just driving to calls, pulling cars out of this morning, there was um, oh, they, they were just happy as larks. It seemed like running around in that snow this morning. So now, Matt, this might be an obvious question and a dumb question, but trying to appeal to all all users, uh, and I know my take on it, and I know what Tyler thinks. But why don't you give us a rundown of you know what you think the colder weather, the snow does, um, especially um, you know getting to that late season, and how you know those conditions you think can can help uh, primarily new hunters and, and older hunters, but those new hunters that are getting out there. Well, obviously you can see the birds a lot better, um, number one. And, and actually, 
obviously when they're in the grass, you can't see them. But like if you shoot a down bird, you shoot a bird and it goes down and there's a down bird, you're going to be able to find it a lot better. That's probably my, that's what I like the most because I, again, we talked about this. I, it makes me sick to my stomach to lose a bird. It, it really does. Yeah. But yeah, um, I agree with you on that. But when it, you know, when there's snow, birds do seem to, to bunch up more. So you're going to have, you're going to have bigger flushes. You're going to have, hopefully they sit tighter if they're not, have a lot of pressure, but they're going to sit tighter. Yep. And then you, and you can see some of the sign too yourself. You can see pheasant tracks and um, that yeah. you can see their, you know, obviously you'll be able to see their nests maybe a little bit where they bedded down or where they roosted um, a little bit better. So, and for the dog's sake, and I learned this through the canine world. So like, even though it's snow or ice, like let's just say that bird is on that area and they were walking and they walk through, but obviously even our January days that we get some powerful sun, you know, that, that sun's coming down and it starts to melt. And when that starts to melt, that's that scent starts to lift off the ground. So that's going to oh. be great, great conditions for our dogs. Yeah. And, I mean, just think about this. If you ever made some soup and you froze the soup in the freezer, you know, you froze it. Yep. You throw it in the pan. You don't smell the soup right away, right? Like it's just a frozen block of ice. Yep. When that starts to heat up. You start, you're, you start smelling it. And the same thing goes for scent. So um, I think, I think it's obviously that helps the dogs. Um, that is a good point. I never thought of that before. Back birds and that kind of stuff a little bit. So. Yeah. But it can be gnarly out there too when there's snow on the ground. Don't get me wrong. Blowing yeah. <laughs> snow, cold as shit. Can't yeah. feel your fingers. When you got that January thaw and that hot step, that sun's out there pounding on the ground, there's some good things that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was even I was even telling Nick about this. Like, you know, we talked about slowing down and um, walking. One thing that I that happened to me a couple weekends ago. We shot a bird, like a bird gets up and we shot it and it went down and we couldn't locate it right away. And um, I got thinking like, God, them dogs should have been there. Like, how did they not find this bird? And you got to think about it, like, that's new, like that scent hasn't got out of that cover yet. So you got to just, maybe it might even be best just to sit there for 20 minutes and let that bird odor bake, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then, okay, let's find it now. And then that. So now that new odor is there, but right away that's going to be tough for those. those birds I mean, to that just takes me back to last year, South Dakota. That first bird we lost. Yep. I immediately thought of that when Matt told us we shot this bird like a ton of fucking bricks went down. I'm thinking easy dogs are there. Couldn't find it. We sat there for like I don't know 15 minutes, and uh, I think we should have pulled our dogs off, let them rest, sit there for 15 minutes after you tell me that 20 minutes, whatever, and yep. let them go back in and that odor would have probably been there. And I bet we would have found that bird. Yeah, I believe it. And I was telling Nick, it's like, you know, I, I, sometimes, you know, obviously the canine world is different than hunting, but there's a lot of the principles that are the same. So like the way I thought of this after the fact was I'm like, if somebody carries drugs from their house into their car and drives down the street and they get pulled over right away, my drug dog can't smell it. You know what I mean? Like, isn't going to pick up that odor because it hasn't had a chance to get out of the car yet. You know, hasn't had a chance to bake and get out of that yet. So you got to wait, you know, an hour or whatever. Obviously, a car is different than outside. So, but it's the same thing because that pheasant flew from point A, didn't didn't leave scent to point B. It flew there and landed. You know, so it's yep. got got to let it get get out of there. Yeah. And I think I think it's tough for guys that don't have dogs. You know, when we hunt with people that have dogs, they just want to keep going. Like that's. Let's move on. You're like, no, the dog, he, let him, let's give it a minute here and let this dog work. You know, let's yep. just get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sunday with Joey, I mean, this is Damon's place. This is some thick shit. Like, it's thicker than the stuff we hunted uh, first on Saturday morning. It is, it is gnarly. And I took Diesel back, um, and I didn't necessarily do what you said, but I had to walk Diesel back to where this bird dropped. I couldn't see anything, and I just kind of sat there and I said, Joey, mark that. And I'm going to go right to where you said it is. And I'm going to stand there, walked over there and stood there. I don't know, five or 10 minutes and I'll be helped. Diesel came out of it and the thing was buried. 
would never found it. It was yeah. buried deep down in there, and it, it was completely dead, but it just fell and went all the way to the ground underneath all the weeds and all the brush, and, I mean, we would have never found it. Yeah, they do a great job. Even though they're going to die, they just bury themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's like their, their last effort. Well, a couple – was it two weeks ago? We hunted this um, public spot and shot a bird. My cousin shoots his bird, drops it. And we go over there, and we cannot find it. And I'm like, what? That bird dropped hard. We look, and we look, and we look. Nothing. So we move on, and we turn. We swing it. And Hawkeye gets birdie. Like, I mean, birdie, birdie. And all of a sudden, he like he's, like, pouncing into this tough of grass. And he, he's, he's now he's on his belly, and he's got his paws down. And I can see two tail feathers sticking straight up by his head and i'm like oh that bird like the bird we shot didn't die it you know it ran yeah and he's holding this bird with his paws and he looks up at me like look what i got dad and as soon as he let his mouth off that thing and looked up that bird took off running and we couldn't find it again it was crazy. Oh. absolutely insane they're like oh uh. Like, are you sure you even had a bird? I'm like, I'm holding up the two tail feathers. I'm like, look at it. I'm like, I'm holding the tail feathers. Like, <laughs> we actually tracked and tracked and tracked that thing forever, and Damn. we we couldn't we couldn't find it. We could not <laughs> find it. It was crazy. We we actually he went to the, my uncle, and then my uncle worked Hawkeye, still looking for, and we couldn't find it. So it was it was pretty crazy. Jeez. That is crazy. So we, we had a similar situation like that uh, two weeks ago when we had, um, I, I think Tyler or Grant shot the bird. Anyway, it ran, and we covered this on a, a recent podcast, but it ran 100, 150 yards mm. down this, like, waterway. And we tracked it. Dogs, uh, Diesel, um, Lola, I almost said Mur- or Oakley, and then Murphy. Um all the way down this waterway and diesel pointed one or two times and then uh, Murph was birdie. And then all of a sudden I saw Lola behind me. All of a sudden she, she was like pointing and I'm like, Oh hell. So I went back and I actually like kicked it and then everybody said bird and I'm, I'm swinging. <laughs> I'm looking in the air. I'm like, where well, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, here the fuckers running on the ground. Uh, but then uh, Tyler starts ends up pulling that one down and getting that, that bird. Um, as it was, that was the one we shot, injured it. Yeah, and that was cool. It ran, like I said, 150 yards, I bet it was, for so long. And it, like, went back and forth on the waterway because you could see the dogs would come out to one side, and then they'd be back to the other side. And it's like it kept seeing us, so it would just stay in there all the way down. It, it was amazes cool. me a, a bird can run that far, and this is just a waterway, and it wasn't very tall. Without seeing it. We couldn't see that damn thing. We never oh. saw it once. And that's the what, colors, it's amazing. I know. And they have, like, the perfect camouflage, and that's what we were talking about. Being able to, with a little bit of snow, you can see, you can see those birds just that much better when they are running like that. Like, yeah, yeah. that bright colors really stick out. Yeah, big time. Yeah, no, we um, we had a. It was funny. Hawkeye had a good good retrieve a week ago. Um, my his first ever retrieve, true retrieve for me. We hunted up this spot, kicked up three roosters in one little one little patch. Shot all three of them. Each my me, my cousin, my uncle. We all got birds. And um, anyway, Hawkeye ran to the right to retrieve the one bird. Well, the bird that I shot hit the ground and was flopping. And he seen that. And he took off running, hits the waterway, does it, goes ass over apple carts. <laughs> over, it runs over, picks it up, and brings it right back to me. So that was pretty cool. So that was pretty fun. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just takes a little bit for them to learn what they want to do. And once they learn that, you know, you're not stealing that bird from them, you know, uh, yep. then they want to bring it back to you and they'll bring it to you. What do you guys What do you guys think so far? Like, obviously, you guys are dogs or been experienced, but are there still some things that you, when you guys are hunting, that you're seeing, like, what your dog is doing really good that you're happy with that you – he's maybe got better with and there are there some things that you're like oh geez I really know I need to work this or I gotta I gotta do this you know for me I'd say it's probably a little bit different just because I had diesel uh trained by some professionals he's I'm happy I'm completely happy with how he's hunting and what he's doing and how he listens uh sometimes I wish he'd be a little more aggressive to a retrieve like he'll retrieve anything 
Uh, but sometimes he, I, I don't think he is as aggressive as I'd like. But other than that, I mean, I've never had him lose a bird. He always brings it back. The new thing that Diesel started doing that I actually really enjoy watching is he starts winding birds. I said the other day, and I said that I said, as I look at it, him, his nose is straight up, and you could tell that he was trying to try yeah, to. Set. He doesn't work necessarily as hard as other dogs, I would say anymore. Like he's not just. And I always compare this to Tyler's dog, and it's not a slight because Diesel used to do it too, but Murph comes out of the truck, and he's, you know, he's got the zoomies, you know, he's just, where Diesel doesn't so much do that anymore, where he's always using his nose. It's kind of like a deer. He's always scenting to see where the scent's coming from, um, you know, and I had a couple missed opportunities with him there Saturday morning. Jack and I were trying to block for you guys because we kept seeing him, those birds fly out of that bull. Well, I was trying to call Diesel back, uh, but we were trying to watch you guys because birds kept kicking up, and I'll be damned, he didn't fucking kick a bird up behind us, uh, a big old rooster Jack said. I didn't see it. Jack told me that, you know, and, you know, that's pretty cool that he's winding that from a different direction, you know. You know, I think the biggest thing is uh, just trust your dog. I mean, even young or even old one, um, they know what a pheasant is. Trust them. They're going to find it. Yeah, no, Diesel, in terms of what he's doing, no, I don't – I'm – I'm happy with him. I don't think there's anything that I would change. He's in he's in great shape right now, and we're just gonna keep running him. South Dakota Saturday, baby. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think Tyler? What do you, if you had to work on that stuff with your dog? I I wish that the dogs would hunt how they hunt after two hours of hunting. Oh. Meaning, <clears throat> sometimes I think when they're right out of the gate like Nick said, they have that, they have a bunch of energy and they kind of just running all over. They're not, they're not being as strategic because, you know, they're energized and they're like, Oh, I'll just run all over and I'll find the birds, you know, where you get two hours into the hunt and they start slowing down, using their nose more. Um, You know, and I, I think if, if I was to maybe train a, a command uh, in the future, forum you know a lot of people use whoa i'd use something like you know a, a slowdown something like a slowdown command you know when when you recall them back and then you you let them release back out to go find birds and they just like take off straight you know figuring out a way to you know hey slow down you know go over here first and then come back you know i i think that would be um something that i'm you know, I'll think about working on, um, it's just, it's tough to, or the one thing that I don't know how people do it. And I've tried reading it and I think it, it's something that if you could do it, if you had someone to help you, um, for like running birds to get your dog to either come off the scent and go straight and like, try to refine it to bring it back or to like when it's running, have your dog slow down. You know, our dogs are trained to like go in and flush. So they're usually picking up speed as right. that sense getting hotter, you know, and I've read where it, you know, you can clip a wing and tie a bird to like a 60 foot hay, t- hay twine, you know, string and let it run in front of you and keep your dog kind of back. And so, you know, that's, that's probably something I'd work on with them. Um, but honestly, if, if anything, if anybody's with their dogs, I'd, I would just say your obedience, you know, right. an obedient dog in the field is going to be better than a dog that has a ton of experience in the field, but doesn't listen, Right. you know? So but just, just think about that obedience thing, guys. Like we took that picture Saturday after our second hunt of, five all five of them dogs yep we even had we had a guy comment and say how did you get five labs to sit still you know i was just like oh obviously they're tired but that he said that comes back to obedience you know you you tell them to sit in one spot and they stay there you know they know they can't lift their ass up and move Um, and even if they have full of energy you should be able to tell them to sit and they just sit there. Yep. Obviously, your time length is not going to be, <laughs> be as yeah. long. 
that. No, I mean, yeah. they literally did it for, you know, 30 seconds, and then yeah, it was over. enough to get down and do the – get yeah. some picks for the gram, but no, – what, really what do you feel like um, you'd like to work on or see improvements in Hawkeye, kind of switching the conversation and taking it right back at you, Matt? Um, well, so first, I, you know, what Tyler was talking about with those – with the um, bird running and – and obviously I think you got to understand the difference between your dog is birdie, like in regards to the dog is birdie and he is going to flush a bird right, right where you are, right in your proximity compared to where, when the dog, you can tell that dog is running up or the bird's running dogs tracking it. Yep. yep. And so I had an incident just a week ago where we were working, we hunted this area and that the bird was running down the fence line because we seen it, it, flew, it flushed, it landed, and we knew that it was down this fence line, so we hunted it. And I actually, it, it's tough because you're taking the instinct. I'm a big, like, I don't want to take away the instinct of that dog. Yep. So the dog is going, dog's working. I knew he was busting his butt working that pheasant that ran, and he started to get too far ahead, and I, you know, Hawkeye here, he doesn't. And I hammer, I, you know, I shocked him. And I, I use the word hammer, and that's not, you know, this <laughs> It's not very painful. There's not much shock. But anyway, and I was, and I used the easy. I'm a Hawkeye easy, easy. And um, after I shocked him, it was like a light bulb clicked on him. And he literally like felt a range. Like he was, he'd go out so far and then he'd check me and I'd say, okay. And then he'd go again. And it ended up working out perfect. Yeah. So I think, I think what you're saying, you know, a woe command or an easy command is perfect. And I think, I say easy to diesel. I don't know if you guys hear me say that, but I'm always like easy, and then I yell that. And then he also has the the whistle train where I'll, you know, three three toots on the horn or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, he always he always circles back, and you know that's proved that's proved to be time true and true time and time again. Uh, even last year in South Dakota, when like you said, he wanted to run down this cornfield line. I was able just to keep him in check just with that whistle and just like the easy command. I don't, I don't hardly ever have to shock diesel. Right. Um, but to answer that question, to answer your question, I, I th I'm really happy with his obedience in regards to him listening, coming back to me, you know, yep. when I want to come here, he's coming to me. Um, so that's awesome. But I wish he would stay focused more. Like there's like, if there's a down bird and he's birdie and somebody's, somebody whistles or somebody talks or whatever else he'll be like oh what and he'll just look up and then it's it's over with for him and I think so I just want him to stay focused more when it when there's when he's birdie I, I hope that he can grow into this where he just continues to work that scent until there's no more scent to work so. yeah I, I guess I don't know that I've had an experience like that with any of my dogs but I I, had, I would contribute I think it's just got to be age I mean mm -hmm. that's what I would think I mean, I just can talk enough that that dog has ADD. I mean, that's just that's what it is right now. Yeah, but I mean, he, I mean, for being just over a year, man. Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing really good. And, and again, guys, you, and we talked, we can go on and on forever, but we've been able to put a lot of birds under his nose. And that's, I don't care, I don't care what kind of dog it is. You were able to put a lot of birds under a dog's nose and you're set. Man, you're set. Yep, yep. Did you take him to a pheasant farm yet this year? I haven't. No. I mean, just one time, but again, we're knock on wood. I've only been, we went out and hunted out by near Chipola, Iowa last Wednesday, Sweet Marsh. A lot of great looking ground out there, guys. Holy cow, there's a lot of ground out there. We got skunked. And I don't even know if we actually pulled the trigger, but we seen, we saw birds. It wasn't like we didn't see birds. We saw lots of hens. Um, so, um, we just didn't get it and we saw some roosters, but everything was real flighty, super yep. windy today. And, and then obviously it's, you know, it's public ground. So there was a lot of people, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I do have some exciting news, South Dakota this weekend. And we also locked up, uh, Josh texted me today. We locked up a place uh, to hunt last weekend, uh, the ninth and 10th, that's the last, uh, hunting days of, uh, of the season uh locked nice. it up so he texts me so just informing you guys on here um uh, we've had great luck there 
sure we can do it again. Uh, we've limited out once already, and the last time we should have limited out, and you know, you know how things go. A few misses, and uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what makes it fun though i think you know oh like, for sure that way we can give people shit when they when they when they, they gotta buy more beer or whatever <laughs> yeah, fuck I mean, i'd be broke i owe i owe one i already bought i already bought that one i bought it today so i'm bringing that to south dakota mine's uh, is just a can per can not case case is way too many <laughs> <laughs> we're doing cans for me pick up his own rules as they go yeah <laughs> Next, I'll be doing shots of beer. <laughs> and next year, we're going to have Matt go with us to South Dakota. So we're going to have a, another dog. Uh, be another year, another year's more experienced. Um, so it'll be a hell of a time. Yeah, no, I'm. It doesn't work out this year. I'm. I'm excited. I'm. I'm really excited about next year. It's going to be. Should be good. Yeah. yeah hopefully, the, hopefully, we have the weather cooperate so the bird population can continue to grow yeah oh that's i mean Agreed. absolutely that's that's a big thing so we'll see yeah well matt we appreciate you having us on uh, we appreciate you taking us uh, under your wing and giving us uh, some property to join you on and and snag a few birds like i said it was fun to to reminisce about old times but make some new memories and we're going to make many more yet coming up a couple more this year and next year in south dakota Thanks for having me on. All right. Hey, Flushman Dustin. Take care, guys. Later.